You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 146. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 146. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Buttercup. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Are you Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm you, so ready. You look like it took you off guard. It kind of did. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I got a text right when you hit play. That's why. <laughs> oh, when I hit record? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome, everybody. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. And I uh, hope that you all had an amazing Easter holiday last week. We absolutely did. We did, too. Yeah. We did some No diarrhea. Hip, we did some hip... What, what? I have not had diarrhea since Easter. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember that? Of course I do. But, I mean, why would you say diarrhea for... Just so I could say that quote. Just so you could say that quote, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we did a bunch of hippie shit. We did. For our Easter. Turned out all right. Yeah, it was like a Pinterest success. Yeah, it was like a, a Pinterest pass. A Pinterest pass. Yeah. Like, you got a pass. It wasn't a fail. It wasn't a fail. It wasn't a success. It was just a pass. It wasn't like where we would Pinterest it. It was a C plus. Yeah. Which is, it's hard for me to stomach that. Well, I know, right? So, are we going to tell them Doing crafts with Mr. Smith, I have to, I really work on my control issues. Yeah. I have to, like, let it go. Because I'm like, put it like this, put it, and he's like, let me do it! Like, I can do my own crafting, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So, we did Easter eggs, but we did them hippie style. We did them with... The, like you took, we took clovers from the garden and yeah, little yeah. leaves and things like that from around, like actual shrubs, and put them on the eggs and then wrapped them in old nylons, yeah, and put it real tight so that it held it onto the egg, mm-hmm. and then tied it in knots and then put it into purple cabbage and spinach and turmeric, turmeric and cocoa. And you, made all these cool, you crazy might colors. Be a hippie you, might, yeah. <laughs> you know you're a hippie when, when that's how you dye Easter eggs. That hippie moment when. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh! But we had a blast. Oh, they turned out good. Yeah, they're fun. We we have a whole collection of things we like to call Smith's Tradits, which are our Smith family traditions that we've created with our two person family. Yes. You Smith's know, Tradits. Smith's Tradits. We we have them around. Our pumpkin carving. Mm-hmm. We have them around our Christmas decorating. Mm-hmm. For we do it for a lot of things. East, yeah, well, we, it's not just holidays though. We do Smith's Tradits for a lot of things. For a lot of things, yeah. I was thinking we should actually do an episode on that at some point. On Smith's Tradits. On Smith's Tradits, yeah. Okay. But today, speaking of episodes, we should yeah, probably talk. About, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is four ways to stop sabotaging your self care. Hmm. Self-care is a pretty broad topic. Yeah, it is. It's a huge, huge topic. And we've been talking a lot about self-love lately and, you know, how you feel about yourself is obviously your self-love, but your self-care is how you are taking care of yourself. And there's multiple ways to do that. And a lot of times 
because we're so used to autopilot or taking care of everybody else or making sure that everybody else is doing well or your boss is happy with you or your kids are doing okay and that you put yourself on the back burner without even realizing it and then you wake up one day and realize that you've got horrible Ulcers. Ulcers or aches and pains in your knees or you're 50 pounds overweight or you haven't had a dental cleaning in two years or, you know, all of these things that have to do with genuinely caretaking for our bodies and minds and spirits. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. And one of the reasons why this has been kind of a hot button topic for me lately is I'm doing a, a free workshop with my bestie right now this week. So if you want in, you can absolutely still get in. And it's completely free, and it's four must-have self-love secrets. And we've created a really comprehensive workbook. (laughs) Um, It's a full-blown online training. You're going to want to book out that time. You don't. You're not going to. It's like not. Oh, let me listen while I'm driving, like a podcast situation. You need to get like park your ass with your workbook. Get ready to pay attention because you're going to take copious notes. And if you want in, you just go to theselfloverevolution.com. Join Ooh. hundreds of other people jumping on board. And we're going to talk about four major components of self-love that that feel a little bit like woo-woo and like really, okay, yeah, let me just like myself. How the fuck do I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I hate my body. I hate my job. I hate my spouse. <laughs> or any of or, – or I have all these amazing things and I'm still not happy – what the mm-hmm. hell? That's a big or one, right there. one of one of the things that we're going to be talking about, which I guess this is not making it a secret if I tell you. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> but we're going to talk about how to forgive yourself for past mistakes. You know, like that's one thing that if we feel like we blew that marriage or we totally blew that job interview or we really fucked up with our kids, we have to pay for that for the rest of our lives like how do you actually kind of let go of that Mm -hmm. so we're going to dig into all of that please 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 come and join us the i I love to say when it's completely free like the worst case scenario is like you fucking learn something yeah you lost a little time yeah right right but But we're kind of guaranteed gonna learn something we're kind of hilarious first of all (laughs) second of all if we do say so ourselves. Yes. But and you guys are. You guys are. You're a good team. Yeah. We're fixing to do some like poetry slams and some shit. Oh. Like we're, yeah. We're, we're going like to take. literal mic drops? Yeah. Like literally like slamming down the mic. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ma'am, you're going to have to pay for that. Um, but we, yeah. So it's super fun. And we're going to be giving away prizes. We have prize packs that we're Ooh. giving to one lucky attendee. So. Nice. Mm. Yeah, so not spicing it up yeah. a little bit. So it's gonna be good. Maybe but giving shit away free. I know. There I Always go. Giving just, shit away free. just giving it all away. You're it's, killing me, Amy. Uh, <laughs> I know you love that. I fucking hate that. Okay. So, but uh, this week we're gonna talk about some self care stuff because it's actually the stuff that I'm gonna talk about this week is kind of loosely tied to what we're gonna be covering in the workshop. Okay. But it is quite a bit different. It's different content than we're actually gonna be doing for the workshop. So I thought if you are getting something from this and you're like, yes, I need to know more, come over and you'll learn a different set of tools, you know? From like TSLR. pack up TSLR. From TSLR, the self love revolution dot com. And you can grab your seat. We have two different days, two different times. So mm. cool. But before we do all of this stuff about self care today, 
You have a little segment, don't oh, you? Oh, that's right. I do. It's called... Would you rather... Yeah, this one is... You're going to have a ton of questions, because I know you. Okay. Um, would you rather hmm. have an extra arm hmm. or an extra leg? <laughs> you said that like you have something up your sleeve. Maybe it's another arm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know. Nice. I'm kind of proud of myself. That was good. Yeah. That was good. I have High a college degree, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what do you think though here. would you what would you rather have um like you could run pretty fast if you had three legs could you or would you or would I mean, it get in the way would it be like 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 <laughs> like i'm trying <laughs> to like awkward i i'm trying to show him with my fingers you have to run like a tripod yeah, where yeah like attach? you run like a tripod or no no it would be like crutches like when you have crutches and oh, one you leg your arm you no. It would be all attached to your torso. But, oh, I see. So but, you have two that went forward, yeah. went back, and then one that went forward and came back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you'd run like that. So it wouldn't that necessarily actually be kind of fun to watch. mean that you would be that much faster. Yeah, but you'd be hella entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But three um, arms, though, I wonder. Where would you put it? Where would it come from? Your chest? I don't know. God. What would you rather? Well, as a massage therapist, I think Ooh. I'd probably like to have three arms. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? You would be, you would have a monopoly on that business. I would have a monopoly on the business. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I would go with the third arm, although it would really be distracting. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe you could like fold it, like fold it up, like how you fold, fold your arms. You know, you could just like <laughs> fold up the one. <laughs> Tuck it away. Put it in a sports bra. I think I'd go for three arms too. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I'd go for three arms, too. Okay. The tripod running is what's getting me on the legs. Like, plus I've got That'd some... Be amazing. I've got some really great pants that I like a lot. And then You'd have it to would buy like, all new What pants. is going to happen? Like, does all that leg pants. stick out somewhere? I don't even... I can't. All right. Let's talk about self-care. I guess most guys would want a third leg, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Explicit okay. content, people. <laughs> Explicit content. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about self-care. So the first thing that you might be doing to kind of sabotage your own self-care is neglecting your physical self. So you know how when we talk about different forms of, like, let's say child abuse. And okay. I, I really realized this when I was having some issues with my knees. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm super young. I'm only 36. I'm almost 37. And for the last, I don't know, five years or so, I've had some really debilitating issues with my knees. Right. And for the longest time, <clears throat> I was super mad at my body. Like, angry at my body even though I'm the one who kind of did it to myself through extensive physical training and workouts and stuff I was mad at my knees for for not performing the way they used to mm -hmm. so I would use two forms of abuse either I would be really biting and scathing towards my knees, like mad at them, like sending angry energy, like what's wrong with you? The same way we could correlate child abuse, right? Like child abuse is oftentimes verbal, emotional. physical, emotional, sexual, mm -hmm. or neglect, 
like where you're you just completely don't pay attention at all. Right. And that was my other go-to form of abuse towards my knees was complete neglect. A lot of people do that one for their, to their bodies. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we think of being abusive to our bodies more so verbally or um, by what we choose to consume or, you know, things like that. We don't think of how often we abuse our physical self purely through neglect. But talk to anybody who's fighting for, like, abuse rights of children. They will tell you that is a massive form of abuse. Absolutely. So it is the exact same thing. Well, I'm not – I shouldn't say it's the exact same thing. But it is the same messaging if we are not caretaking for our physical vessel. And one of the reasons why this is so incredibly important to me is the better – you caretake for your physical self the more capable you are to move your soul around this planet that soul that resides in the body that's that so true that's all we have mm-hmm. right like so my spirit that ha- is super passionate about all of these things can only do its good if i've got this body to move it around in that's very true. So it's incredibly important that we don't neglect, that we don't verbally abuse our body. And it's actually really possible. So I want you to start taking a little bit of an inventory there. Like part of your self-care is genuinely how you take care of your physical self. And last week we talked a lot about how you don't have to love your circumstance. Like you don't have to love being overweight. Or for me, I don't love being debilitated by my knees. Yeah. But of I not. but I also believe 100% that pain is messaging. It so sure is. if it's painful to move because you're 50 pounds overweight, if it's painful to move your knees because your joints are bothering you, if it's painful, you know, there your body is trying to talk to you and say, "Hey, Here's some messaging. Something needs to change. But what do we do? We don't listen. It's like that child screaming for what they need. We don't listen. We slam the door and we make them wrong. You know, it's, yeah. it's abusive. And we're doing it to ourselves. But a lot of times it's because we simply aren't privy to this sort of concept. Like who tells you stop, you know, treat your body like a friend. No, everybody tells you be fucking skinny so that you can receive love so that people think you're awesome and sexy and here's what you need to do, you know? Yeah. Like we don't say be kind to yourself. Well, I think, you know, we're going to get into a little bit of detail here or, um, off the page just a little bit, but, you know, our our bodies are holograms to our soul, mm-hmm. Right, so the, where, wherever we are in our spirit and in our emotions, yep. it's manifested physically. Absolutely, and vice versa. A lot of times, our physicality represents who we are internally. Mm-hmm. So, if we're constantly in a depressed posture, it's very difficult to express joy. It's exactly right. Right. Um, yeah. So, if we just separate those two and say, "This is my physicality, and this is my spirit and emotional self." then we're, we're not looking at our whole somatic being. We're not looking at who we really are. We're right. looking at half of the story. Right. And a lot of times with that neglect, we're shutting off that half of the story and saying, you're not important. Right. 
right? Because my emotional and spiritual self and my mental self are the most important parts of who I am or what I what I am. But mm-hmm. this is how we're represented in this physical realm. Right. Through our physicality. So there's no separating the two. Right. There's no scalpel that separates them. That's exactly right. Right? Right. And that's, you know, that that's really a great example of you don't get to like try on a bunch of all these like self-help tips like speaking kindly to yourself and then, you know, never fuel your body with good food right. or skip dental cleanings or not go, a job. not going to the doctor if you feel some sort of pain in your back. Like it's all important because it's all intertwined, like right. you said. Exactly. It is how we physically take care of our bodies. It's how we you know, spiritually speak to ourselves, you know, how we verbally speak to ourselves. It's all of those things. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's even like sleep deprivation. Sure. So give yourself a little inventory on how, how great do you take care of your physical self? And I'm not talking necessarily about that means you must have this rigid vegan diet or, you know, paleo or you have to work out five times a week or I'm talking about do you honor your body? Do you care about your teeth? Do you care about your women's women, women's wellness checkups, your, your regular checkups, you know? Right. Do you have uh, tendencies in your family for cancer or screenings that you should do? You know, all that medical realm, all the way to, you know, are you getting enough vitamin D? Do you support your physicality in a lot of ways? Because sure. it is fighting really hard for you. And then the flip side of that is being really kind to your body. And mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest shifts that I had with my knees was I realized here I am having my body giving me messaging, pain signals, and I am either ignoring it or I'm defaming it and getting mad and making them wrong when they are just trying to get help. Yeah. And those my poor knees are trying to carry me through these strenuous workouts that I'm fucking my ego is so big <laughs> that I have to get it done. Right, like there's no other way to exercise or there's no other way to take care of yourself physically than the way you were doing it. So I'm going to be so mad at you, knees, that I don't listen to you and I continue to abuse you way worse. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. who wins? Nobody. No one. Nobody feels better. I don't, I don't, sure as fuck don't feel like I'm being kind to myself. So I completely switched it and I started going, okay, I'm the one trying to maintain this rigorous workout schedule. I'm the one pushing through pain when it's telling me something. And so I completely switched how I spoke to my body. And so after my workouts, I'd be in the shower. And when I would, you know, like lather up my legs and my knees, I would just speak to my knees and I'd be like, thank you so much for getting me through that. I know, I hear you. I know that there's pain. I'm modifying so that we're not putting as much stress on you. And I genuinely treat my body like a friend Mm -hmm. instead of like a nemesis or somebody I want to abuse. Right. So the same is true if you are dealing with weight gain. You know, that's another huge one where we most of the time did it to ourselves But yet we want to get mad at our body when it's just trying to fucking deal with those calories, dude. Like, it's like, where, where do you expect me to do this? You're not expending any energy. Yeah. You're just consuming all this shit. 
oh, really? We're going to smoke cigarettes. Awesome. This is fantastic. <laughs> and then you're mad at me that you can't get up the stairs? What the fuck? Like, your poor body. You know what I mean? Right. And all that is is a shift in, in how you view it. That's it. My mm-hmm. knees don't magically feel better. I feel better. Right. Yeah. So the relationship mm-hmm. feels better. Do you not think that if you were being kinder to your body about weight gain that you would feel more like we can handle this? We've got this. Like if you're going for a new diet or mm-hmm. if you're going for a new fitness regimen, instead of looking in your mirror and be like, you still fucking look like that. Right. It right. does not mean the pounds are gone immediately or the ailments are gone immediately or your skin cleared up or you have no wrinkles. It just means that you're in a collaboration with your physical and your mental self. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. Perfect. All right. So that's the first thing is to really get on top of handling your physicality. So think about it. Like, do you need eye exams? Do you need haircut? Do you need to take care of your toenails? Like every part of your physical self is important you know it's important it's the only thing it's the only thing we have preserving this soul so pay attention to that the second thing that you might be doing that's sabotaging your self-care is kind of what we were talking about just a second ago and and, and, it, and it's truly part of your mind it's part of your self-talk and I'm not going to go into this one as as much in depth because we're talking about this a lot in the workshop. Okay. And you'll get stuff in your workbook and you'll get, you know, a bunch of tools and assignments on how to go through that. So again, go to the selfloverevolution.com and you can get a part of, become a part of that workshop, get the workbook and get some really awesome actionable things that you can do to help get on top of your, how you converse with yourself in your mind. So, what I would suggest is first just start noticing because most of us have really intense triggers that tend to set us off. I think I've talked about this before. For me, I notice my negative self-talk will tend to arise when it's around something related to business. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't really see other people who are in like happy relationships and – beat myself up you know like other people's relationships are not a trigger for me same thing like weight and like women looking gorgeous in bikinis like that doesn't it does not trigger me at all like I don't think oh god I'm such a fat ass or anything like that but people getting published people having like mad success getting on television people in my industry that shit I have to watch really acutely because it will send me into comparison compare and despair Okay. So for many of us, we have that one thing. And again, we're talking a lot about self-care and our our physical self. So for many people, your physicality is it, you know? And, you know, we've talked a lot about weight and things like that. But I know a lot of people that it's their ailments, you know? It's how... What do you mean? Well, and you probably see this a lot too. People who are so locked into victimhood around their body. Oh, absolutely. Like, well, I'm just sick. Or I just have fibromyalgia. Well, I just have, I had tore my meniscus. People I this. really um, latch onto identities. Mm-hmm. Um, my fibromyalgia, my headaches, right. my back pain. They make it a part of themselves so much so so that, much so that yeah. it affects all aspects of them and you lock yourself into that so you never you become you are a perpetual right. victim instead of a survivor and it's just a habit and habits are meant are, are 
able to be broken. Able to be broken. Totally. You can break those patterns. You just have to want to break them. Right. You have to know that that's an option. That's exactly right. And a lot of people don't think that's an option. They're like, oh, no, this is the way it is. This is getting older. This is, you know, this is the way I have to live. No, it's a perspective. I had that with back pain. I've had back pain since I was, shit, I was 24, 25 years old. I know. Yeah. So I've managed that and learned new ways to approach it. And I barely have back pain anymore. Right. Because you're, you're having that marriage of like the psychosomic or soma psychic mm-hmm, relationship mm-hmm. of body and mind. Right. So, I mean, we, we see this kind of shit all the time, scientifically even. Yeah. Like if you berate a plant versus giving another plant like all this love and affection. Or like classical music or something Right. Like that. It'll I mean, flourish and the one that you speak negatively to will die. That is right. a scientific energy it's exchange. Vibrational, vibrational energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's real. Right? This is not like woo-woo bullshit. So if you don't have a handle on your mind and you think, okay, I'm just going to work out a lot or I'm going to quit smoking or I'm just going to go get my eye exam done and I'm still going to talk mad shit to myself, you're out of – it's not congruent. Right? Like you have to marry them all together. And the thing that people don't realize is when they attach to something – a plight. Like, well – of course, that's my situation, or this always happens to me, or I, I just have a bad back, or I'm just a perfectionist, or any other piece of identity that you attach to, you become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will notice your back pain more. You mm-hmm. will notice your perfectionism more. You will notice everything that fucking goes wrong because that is what you are living into. That's your story that you're bought into and you keep gathering evidence to support it. Yeah. What if you became a survivor to your ailment instead of a victim? What sort of evidence would you gather? Probably how great you felt compared to yesterday. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, yeah, those are great tools to help you break those cycles. Right. So get a handle on your mind and the first element to doing so is to figure out when you're triggered and specifically what you are saying to yourself. And again, we're going to talk a lot about that in the workshop. So hopefully you can come and join us. <coughs> the Perfect. third piece, and I, I, I'll be really interested to hear your perspective on this because I know you've struggled with it, and I do too, is is really truly creating sacred time for yourself. I think that we all love this idea of self-love or we love this idea of taking care of ourselves. But you, when you lo- really look at your calendar and what takes up your time, most of the time it's a shit ton of obligations, a shit ton of like, well, what will they think of me if I don't do this? And it's been ages since you genuinely did something for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I get so much fulfillment from my job. Yeah, sure. That it gets muddled for me. Yeah. Because I I am a yes guy when it comes to saying yes to clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do that, sometimes I feel like I'm fulfilling myself because I get so much from my work. Right. But at the same time, it's not just for me. It's helping somebody else. Right. Right, which is fine, but I still have to have that sacred time. Right. Um, and what I did with my calendar was I made a specific color. Yeah. In my calendar, like you, you know, you can label things different colors in your calendars. On, mm-hmm. on, you know, if you use a phone to do it, yeah. Right. Or even if you don't, if you use paper, still you can still highlight things. In, totally, in and colors, I did that right? for the longest time. Yeah. Right. So I have a certain color that is soothing to me, and it also oh, is my time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know, like, if I put that in my calendar, that's me time. Yep. 
That's a time for me to take care of me. Doing a workout, reading a book, sketching, you know, whatever yeah. you want to do that fulfills you. Yeah. Going to a movie, um, cooking, or whatever. Or flat out fucking nothing. Or nothing. Absolutely. Just laying on your back. Yeah. And, you know, numbing out to the Kardashians or whatever you right. do, right? And being okay with that. That is a hard one for me. Right. That's a hard one for and, me. But that is, I love that you said that because it is so indicative of how you feel about yourself because you start creating all these rules of, well, if I have this time, then I should be doing this or I should be doing that right. or I should be doing this. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if you should just be taking care of yourself? Yeah. I what think if what your body really is dying for is rest? On a grander scale, if you look at it from a sympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. our sympathetic nervous system is the one that fight, flight, freeze. Yep. Right? And we are in that mode all the time. What's next? What fire do I need to put out? Yep. What do I need to do next? What's my next obligation? Where do I need to be? What you know? What do I need to accomplish before I get to this next thing? We're in that mode all the time. Yeah. So we have to break that. Yeah. Otherwise, we start wearing down. We burn out. It wears our immune system down. It's sick. It allows sickness to come in. Yep. It'll, it makes us drink too much so that we can force ourselves into some Tranquility. Kind, into a parasympathetic nervous <laughs> yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, being able to set that time to turn yourself off, it's just as important as all those other things. Right. For that very reason. That's that it's exactly, for your health. It's like sleep. Like if, yeah. if you were to be like, you know what? Uh, I have this eight hours I could sleep or I could get all this laundry done. And stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. Your body's like, no, we're out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you really need to take care of yourself in that way. Right. And it's the same is true for recharging, downtime, mm-hmm. sure. you know, but we vote on that. Right. And, and another thing is to kind of set up uh, something that helps you when you are in those, you know, getting everything done modes that you do it in a way that isn't exhaustive. Mm. Like a mantra that I use is I'm busy, but I'm not in a hurry. Ooh. Right? So I have a lot of things to do, but I don't have to be rushing to do it all the time. Right. That's another big one for me is having to rush to get to places all the time or rush to be getting something done so I can get to the next thing. Which you know? which really affects how you feel. Right. Because it's an anxious feeling that mm-hmm. you have. Absolutely. And I've noticed you work on that so much that your that anxious energy is really kind of dissipated. So nice. good job yeah. on that, babe. Thank you. And and you know, I will say, you know, I I struggle with the same thing too. Not as much anymore, but I used to because I was in such a high-paced environment so much of the time right. that when I was off, it would take me like a good day to just come down from being so like right. intense, right? And that's that mode of, oh, what am I supposed to be doing right what, now? What oh, do I do with myself? What, do I... Um, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Oh, just chilling. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, just chill. And you have right? to keep and you talking have to, to yourself. Keep talking yourself out of and it. And it's like, no, this is time to relax. This exactly. is time to recharge. This is time to regroup. This is rest. Yeah. And it's imperative for us to be better in every other area of our life. Like it's genuinely fueling for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So create some sort of sacred time for yourself and build it into your schedule and do not book over it. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Gosh. It's already, it, and that's a piece of genuinely valuing who you are mm-hmm. because we go like, oh, but my mom really needs me. It's like, no, 
you need you need you you need <laughs> you that's exactly right so and, and again that's a piece of really valuing yourself value you know um investing in your self-worth instead of trying to keep this hierarchy of well they need me more or they they're hurting more or they're and granted you can Make your choices as you will, depending on the circumstances. Like, I get it. But what's really important is that you are continuing to send a message to yourself through your behavior and through your words that you are valuable. Yeah. Period. That's great. That on a consistent basis. And then if you deviate from that here and there, fine. Like, I get that. But it is imperative that you're not trying to say nice things to yourself and then all of your behaviors are something completely different. Mm -hmm. It's not congruent. They all need to be in an alignment for it to work out. Because like you said, you can't separate the soul. You can't separate the physical self from, I mean, we try, but it's all intertwined. And they all message to one another. That's right. All right. So the fourth thing that you might be doing to sabotage your self-care is to hang around with toxic people. That's a big one. So this is a piece of our environment. <clears throat> and this is what I always t- uh, try to encourage people to look at. What can I do versus what can't I do? Because it's really easy to say like, well, I work in a toxic environment. And I can't quit. Okay, well, what can you do? Can you eat lunches on your own? Could you uh, ask to be in a different department? Could you you know not hang out at the water cooler could i mean what well, can you do to not be immersed in, yeah. a, in a toxic environment yeah is what i'm saying yeah no i agree i, I was just going to add that you know the language that we use is so important because words become things yep so if we say well i can't stop this relationship or i can't quit this job mm-hmm. we're really saying that we will not do it right it's not that we can't we can physically right we could do it, right? It's just we're opting not to. Mm-hmm. So if you do opt not to, if you use the words, I won't quit this job, mm-hmm. now you understand that it's a choice. Yes. And then you understand, okay, I need to make other choices within that choice Yes. to find my self-care. Yes, absolutely. I mean, well, that's what I always say. That's how we got the throw it in the trash can't. <laughs> well, that's right. Because you got to throw it in the trash can't because – if you say can't, this is my philosophy on this. Can't is not humanly possible. Like not human. Like I cannot sprout wings outside of my back and start flying around the neighborhood. <laughs> I can't jump up and touch that airplane flying at 35,000 feet. Exactly. That's true. That right. is a can't. That's a can't. But if you say, I can't just stop hanging out with this toxic friend. I can't just... Stop, you know, hanging out with my toxic family. No, no, no. You won't. Right. That is that is humanly possible. Are there other implications that you don't want to deal with, like confrontation and guilt trips and shit like that? Yes. I was going to say, there's a lot of in-between between, you know, That's not a- hanging out with them and hanging out with them. There's, I can have a talk with this person. Maybe they're toxic because I'm being toxic. Right. Right? Maybe or, it's a volatile you know, There's a lot of other things going on, yeah. There's a lot of things. So all I'm saying with regards to this, if you look around yourself and you are surrounded by people who don't give a shit about their physical self, you know, who, who uh, let's say they're caught, you're drinking buddies or you're eating buddies or mm-hmm. you are, I don't know, what else? What else is another? Well, f- for example, I have a friend that uh, anytime that we go out, it's a drinking 
Yeah. Right? We drink, we play darts, we might smoke a cigarette. Yeah. You know, like that was how we did. And I always said to myself, that's just the friend that he is. Right. Right? And we don't have meaningful conversations. It's just, you know, BSing with the boys. Yeah. yeah, Right? Yeah. Um, But I brought it up to him and all of a sudden his, he's like, well, I just do it because you did. (laughs) You know? And he's like, well... We just, that's just kind of what we do. Well, I thought you were toxic. Well, I thought you were toxic. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so then we, re- that, you know, just verbalizing it and saying, man, I really think we could cut back on some of this stuff and still have a good time. Yeah. And so now we have, we sit down, we have these great conversations yeah. and we don't drink nearly as much. Yeah. And we can still throw darts and play pool and do the things that we do without doing those behaviors along with. Right. See what happens when you fucking communicate. I know, right? Exactly. Like most of our problems could be solved by just saying what we mean out loud to the right person. Well, it's not even saying what I meant. It was. Um, it's getting past what you had made up about right, the relationship. My perception of what that relationship was and what it could be or right. couldn't be. Right. Like, oh, this friend of mine hates exercise and mm-hmm. she loves to just go get froyo all the time and. She would never be open to anything else. What if you were on a health kick and what if she was like pumped? I mean, we don't really know until mm. we give voice to it. Exactly. Or until you make a concerted choice. So that's my this. addition to that topic of toxic people. I love that. Is it may not have to be a toxic That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It might be right. something you can talk and communicate through. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of variables here. That's what I'm saying, and yeah. there's, I mean, there can be, yeah, hey, I'm going to hang out, but I'm not drinking this month. I mean, it could be stuff like that. It could be, I mean, I've had to put up so many boundaries around because I'm always doing something different with my food. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> eat it, true. but only if it's fish, or no, yeah. I'm only if it's free range, only if you caught it yourself. You know, like, so there's always some, <laughs> some <laughs> bullshit that I'm into, some hippie food <laughs> shit. But those are my boundaries because those are really, really important me so if you want to hang out with me this is what this these are my Mm -hmm, mm non-negotiables because why because I fucking love who I am like I value what I want just as much as what I how much I value what you want or what my mom wants or my brother or my best friends like I value what you want but I sure as fuck value what I want exactly and we need more of that Mm -hmm. less doormats we don't need to be doormats and martyrs and victims well, it's under the guise of being selfless. Right. You're just right? being a fucking liar. But, you know, we're so afraid of being coined as selfish or self-involved that we don't take care of ourselves. That's exactly right. Yeah. No. It's like, in any other situation, would we be like, that's so selfish of you to take care of yourself. Yeah, like, right? I, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Exactly. That's how you make it through this world anyway so (laughs) hopefully those are helpful for you guys and try to pick at least one thing that you're going to implement differently in one of these categories either your physical self getting a handle on how you speak to yourself mentally in your mind scheduling a time out for yourself during the week or maybe scaling down on toxic people in your life pick Mm -hmm. you know if you can do all four amazing but Please just think one thing right now that you could alter to actually amplify your self-care. Actionable. I love that. Because we can talk about it all day, but you have to make moves to improve those things, right? We have to change those habits. That's exactly right. And you do it one 
thing at a time. I feel like you've been really worked up this show. Like you've been. Yeah, just I'm like, warm. You you've just I'm been like, like stripped down. I'm warm. <laughs> I'm hot. I got really warmed up. I got all warm. No, I just feel like you've been really sharing a lot of great stuff on your heart and like oh, it's also just really cool to get your perspective because you work so much in the physical body yeah and you see how messaging comes through the body absolutely and how we ignore it right and where does it, we we um we're conditioned to ignore it like i always think about things like if your body throws up right we don't ignore that and go, no, body, you should eat. You should, right. no, put it back in and just try to make yourself stomach it. No, you listen to your body. But we don't do that with stuff like intuition. That's your body's messaging. We don't do that with like pain. Right. We go, oh, let's just try to ignore this. Until your body does something, like your knee breaks. Or debilitates you. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or like throw up. That is like, boom, here we are. Body is doing something, telling us something. Right. So don't let it become emergency status. You know? Right. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Good hopefully topic. that was helpful. And again, swing by theselfloverevolution.com and come hang out at our workshop and learn about more self-loving shit. And I'm going to go take a cold shower, cool myself off. Yeah. Ooh, easy, <laughs> Mr. Smith. Easy. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.